All right, the recording has started. How's everybody doing today? Woo! Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. All right, well, on this 14th of December, hold on one second. Okay, I just muted everybody. So, Bill, you got to hit star six on your phone to unmute yourself. Star six, please. Let me know when you've done that. I'm unmuted. There he is. He's unmuted, unmutified, ready to rock. Unmutified. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, from the lovely city of Upland, as a matter of fact, the mayor of Upland, yes. California, and the, the manager also of that um, and business development manager for that region for the company, Mr. Bill Velto, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Woo! Mm, it's Bill. good to be here. Good to be here, Rick. Great. Well, just give a little idea of, you know, because, you know, people in California, especially your area, know who you are, but not so much Nevada and Arizona. Give them a little, give them a little uh, you know, tell them a little about yourself, how long you've been doing this, all that good stuff. Well, as Rick said, my name is Bill Velto. I've been um, practicing real estate actually since I was 18 years old. I was, uh, got involved with my father back at a very young age. This is before they had the term flippers. We were called real estate dealers. And um, so I was selling properties while I was in the military. Wherever I was stationed, I would buy homes. Well, my father would help me buy them. That was back in the day when you could buy FHA with no qualifying or anything. You could just walk up to servicemen that were being transferred, and I'd give them a few hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, and I'd end up with real estate. So then I got out of the military, and I went into uh, aerospace industry and was delivering weapon systems to foreign countries. Did that for 12 years, and then when that took a real bad turn, uh, what was worse at the time was real estate. So uh, I figured that all my friends were being transferred from Southern California to um, Arizona and other states. So why don't I just jump in there and help them sell their homes? And did that, and then for about a year, and then a company came calling, made me their, made me a branch manager of their location, then worked my way up through that organization to become the executive uh, vice president and general manager of that company. And then um, we merged um, that organization with Berkshire Hathaway. And mm-hmm. um, now I'm sitting here as the manager of the same office I was sitting in for the last 28 years, but I'm with a brand that's nationally recognized and um, has more right. opportunities than I've ever seen in any real estate company anywhere. Right. And you, uh, so you were the uh, VP of Tarbell, which we – you know, acquired yeah. last, was it last June? It was last June, wasn't it? Uh, it was actually June of uh, 2019. We, uh, oh, wow. We, that's, yeah. So, yes, that's right. a little while. Yeah, but yeah. It, so it was a year and a half ago, basically, right? Yeah, a year and a half right, ago. Right, right, a year and a half Just, ago. And... Yep. And, and everything's been going really well since, right? I mean, we've been uh, working well together. And uh, it's like you said, it's a national brand. It's worked out really well for you guys, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been good because of the – you know, I, I think what's really helped is the from the leadership standpoint of uh, from Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, California properties and Arizona properties and, and Nevada properties. The the leadership is fundamentally uh, superior to any other organization that I've that I've spoke to and I and I've interviewed with in the past on purpose because the previous uh, uh, president of the company used to have me talk to other companies. That's how we kind of found out what they were doing, where they were moving. So I've I've met with executives from all of the brands that are out there, you know, even the ones back in the day, Zip, and um, go way back, mm-hmm. John Douglas, some of the companies that are no longer in business, Fred Sands, right. met with all of them over the years. And I, to be honest with you, where I was, was I thought was the best. But now where I'm at, I'm, I'm just, 
I am absolutely on a daily basis amazed when I go through the programs, the VAC, the Virtual Agent Center, and when I'm yeah. listening to you know Rick, you Rick, when I hear Mark and, and Gordon and the other executive management team that we have, when they start speaking, I listen. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, remember, remember my saying, tar bell was swell, but now you slay with Cabernet. <laughs> That's right. And I like I that was... because I was already using that color in my building. If you came in, you recall Yeah, that. you were. That's I already right. had the Cabernet wall. <laughs> so there must have been something. Yeah, you know, and I have to say, Bill, um, out of because remember, okay, so last June this happens, and then mm-hmm. I think it was by July I was doing the little tar bell tour, going to all the offices, mm-hmm. doing my thing, and one of the things that grabbed me right away about your office is wide open, all cubicles, very few private offices, and everybody showed. It was like 75 people there for my first time there. It was like a record for the week. Yeah. So you know, I, think I, I know a, you have, you, you, like you have a really good um, you know, uh, office environment there, and people are being productive. And you were the number one office at Tarbell, too, weren't you, production-wise? Yeah, I was number one to office for Tarville for almost nine straight years, which was unheard of at the time for many offices to do it. And I, you know, I don't credit myself as much as I, because I don't like to put my flag in anything I do. It's because it's normally the people that you associate with or that you surround yourself with or who make you successful. And I learned over the years that just find quality people that care about what they're doing and care about those that they're around, and you will, you will build a successful organization. Right. Good. Good. Yeah. And you guys, you got, you have a meeting once a week there and everybody shows up and you guys, you guys do all kinds of, tell me a little about your office environment and how you work with those agents. Well, you know, we've, when, when I, when I came to back in the day when I first was hired by Tarbell, you know, they bring you in and you, you know, you end up losing a lot of people. So I started with at one time, I was down to probably 14 agents when I came in the door and I was lucky enough that a nice core group stuck around, and I built it up to almost 180 agents at one time. And we had to actually go into we had what we called the annex, a separate location. And one of the things that I always found is important to do is 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 communicate, you know, your value system, what you believe, and what's important. And one of the things I've always thought about was if if you matter to me, then I matter to you. And I've always made it a a, a the fact that if you can't come to a meeting, you at least should let me know. You, you should, at a, at a courtesy, pick up the phone and call and say, hey, Bill, I can't be at the meeting, or text me, I can't be at the meeting today. Because if I don't see you there, I think that you don't think you matter. And if you, right. if you think I matter, then you'll be there. So the, right. the, whole, the whole process is making sure that people believe that they matter to something and they'll hold themselves to a higher standard of care. I love it. I love it too. Yep. I love it. There's a little book called U Squared. It reminded me of that too. It's a great little book. Um, Price Pritchard, I think is the guy's name. Wow. Where'd that come from? Right out of my memory, which is sometimes challenged. <laughs> okay. Well, you so know, I think you, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're going to say you think and I, and I cut you off. Well, you know, you know you, if you think about it, when, when, you know, I went through a coaching program, I actually was in Las Vegas many years ago. I went through a life coaching program. And that was one of the things they kept bringing up over and over again was if you make people important and feel that they're that they're part of something, then it's much it's much easier for you than to take them down a path of success. They have to right. believe that you believe, and if you don't believe, right. then they will never believe. Right. 
yeah, they're watching you the whole time. And if, and if you're not leading the show, okay, then it's very tough for them to be, you know, successful in, in, in that environment. It's so, it's so weird. I'm listening to a book this morning. Okay, what's it called? Um, oh, I can't, no, no rules, rules, or something like that. It's about Netflix right. and how Netflix yeah, took over Blockbuster Video. And, and it said sure. that um, if, you're, if you're working in a group of people, and they, they would actually bring actors in and tell the group of people that they were a new employee. And if the actor went in and acted, you know, like a negative Nelly, within, within a month, it would drag the productivity down of that group. If you went in and acted like a jerk, uh, or she, uh, within a month or two, everybody's got a different attitude. So your environment is critically important. So that's why, like when I work with the managers, it's like if you have productive success with people that want to contribute, keep them. If you have people that show up and don't do anything and then drag everybody down, you know, that's not a good environment for them to be in. And I think most of the managers understand that definitely. And that's why, you know, what you're talking about is culture, culture, culture. And that's one of right. the things that I noticed right away when I started here almost seven years ago now, that the culture was great. And that's really the credit of Mark and Gordon. You know, you know I've, I've worked for around some very successful people, not only in, in business, but also in the political arena. And, I, I, you know, it, Mark is such a unique character. Um, yeah. I, 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 there's very few people you meet in your life that you go, that you go, wow. Um, I honestly yeah. mean that. I've, I've met a lot of people in my life and, and, and in business, and, and, and he really comes has a wow factor about him, a genuine wow factor. And I remember the first day we met, uh, we met um, in Southern California. I was, I was being told what was happening, and I knew that <laughs> I had met with Ron Tarbell, and Ron was somewhat in tears telling me because he knew how much uh, the family loved me. I was one of the right. few managers that really was very close with the family, and he knew that it was going to be a devastating um, to tell me. And we met in Ontario at the Lazy Dog restaurant, and uh, he kind of broke down in tears, and he said, there's someone I want you to meet, and up walks Mark. And um, he, we sat and chatted for about an hour, and he actually flew out from Nevada to meet me. And um, there, when, I, when I left, you know, I, I got home, and I told my wife what was going on, and I said, you know, I'm talking to this guy who, who – I basically was listening to. Normally when I get to get into a conversation with someone, they're asking me all kinds of stuff. And he was, and I in turn was listening, but he said some things that really resonated with me that was much different than I'd heard from any other uh, CEO. Or, and I'd met with many CEOs, I mentioned earlier, with big brands. And um, he said a couple things to me that, that resonated well with me, and, and one of them was that it was about revenue. And um, mm. that was the first to hear because even though I'd met with other CEOs, there a lot of times it wasn't revenue that they were mentioning. And that shocked me to hear a guy say, look, it's about the revenue. It's about right. what you bring in. And right. it, that made me feel like, okay, i got a guy here who, who, who thinks somewhat like I do. Now, he is a genius when it comes to real estate. And I've been lucky enough to work around Mr. Tarbell. I used to tell people he was a savant. And I think Mark has has is coming down that path where he's, very well and very in tune to what realtors think. And that's not what I've had. I've always had right. business leaders that were about the business. Mark understands the way realtors think. And that yeah. is the most unique thing I've ever ever uh, encountered in real estate in, in, a, in a leadership at that level. Yeah. Well, he thinks like a real estate agent because that's how he started. He started as an agent here. And, you know, 
uh, one of the words I've, I've learned since I've been here is consumer-centric, which the agents are our consumers. They're our clients. That's right. right? So very, very true. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk revenue, because a lot of, a lot of, agent, a lot of uh, companies, brands, their only uh, value, okay, is we'll charge you less. But that does nothing for their business. Right, so no. that's and that's one of the things that we promote here is you walk in off the street, you're a walking, talking with a real with a real estate license now, you're a walking, right. talking business immediately. Website, tools, CRM, everything, and that's why right. I I I know we're the best gig in town. But if you look at well, if I did seven deals at this company and seven deals, you know, well yeah, there's companies, but what if you did 15 deals? What if you did 30 deals with help and coaching and all that stuff? So I firmly agree with that. So speaking yeah. of that, um, you know, like your office, you know, the agents that are successful, because you have some very successful agents, what do you see them doing in order to be successful, especially with our company tools? Well, I think what, they, what they're listening to is when I talk about transactions. It's difficult when an agent comes in and says, listen, I'd like to make $100,000 next year, or I make $200,000. And for me, it's to, to, the formula that I always think by, and there's people that understand how to, how to explain that, but from my perspective, I think transaction counts are much easier to measure. So I, I'm a firm believer in transaction count. So, if, if, so when, we, when we talk in my, in, my, in my organization or my location, I always talk about transaction counts. You, know, you want to get so many transactions per year so, because you don't know what the value is going to be of each property. So if you just look at transactions, because where I'm at, we, you know, our sweet spot is probably anywhere from 400000 to 750000 800000 That's the sweet spot. You know, there, it's, the high end is a little bit more difficult to move out here, and there is really no low end. So if I can get right. my age to focus – on what I call the sweet spot, that's where you want to find listings. That's where all your buyers are. So why not just find out how many transactions you can do in that marketplace? Then you say, okay, where do I work? Well, because of the size of the multiple listing service we have, which is huge, agents can do business anywhere from the border, California to Mexico border, all the way up to the Bay Area. So, and they do. So what I, again, I'm going to refocus back on, on transactions. And most of the agents that are in that upper echelon of, of transaction closings are making the higher amount of income, the highest amount of income, because they're doing more transactions. So I'm going to focus on those agents in the office. It's always about transactions and services. So I want the transactions, and I, I want transactions, and I want services, because that's where your revenue comes from. Right. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, cool. All right, great. All right, so um, what about the, um, um, the different tools, too? Give us, give us a little bit about how, uh, you know, VAP 2.0, some of the maybe the highlights that you see with it as well. Well, I think, I think what really works the best is, is that VAC, the contacts, leads, and the marketing side of it. You know, most agents come into business and, and they, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And now we're in this pandemic where we're, we're kind of limited in, uh, in how we can do, we can't do open houses in California. So mm. that was what I was a firm believer. I've always been a big open house guy. I think open houses is where you learn to make mistakes. And um, that's where you also learn to be successful because that's your first chance to talk with people when there's really nobody around but you. And so right. I always tell agents, you're going to fail. You're going to, you're going to fail your first few times in a transaction, and just be, be aware of that. It doesn't mean you're not going to have success. It means you're probably going to fail a few times early in your career because you're going to say the wrong thing. 
and so I think open houses. But with with the new with the VAC, what it does is you can create that virtual open house. You can use the marketing reports. You can use the neighborhood reports. You can use the quarterly reports. And my biggest, or any agent's biggest obstacle is is putting getting the data. So you have to constantly remind them where they can find the information to increase their contacts. And, and so it's constantly talking about the system. I like the buy side. I think buy side's really important once you master it. I think you know any of the branding tools that we have available are really, really important, and most certainly the Apex right now. Apex is going to be a very unique process for agents to learn how to use. It's really not there to sell. It's there as a tool to say you have it. See, offering services like you have, you know, agent says, Look, I have this Apex concierge service. It costs you nothing to offer it. It costs you right. nothing to offer any service. Mr. Mrs. Seller, here's what I'll do for you. If you list with me, I'll provide a professional photographer. It doesn't cost you a cent to offer the service. The only time you pay for it is once it's listed. So right. take advantage of those services that you have available. So when agents come to me, Bill, I, I went on a listing appointment, and the agent listed with somebody else because they paid for their home protection plan. I said, did you not during the listing appointment say that you pay for specific services upon listing? You, you don't have to be specific on that time. If they ask you what, you share with them. But you only pay for it if they list with you. So right. all the services that we have offered, AdWorks, you know, their, their home spot, everything is available for the agents. And it's free to offer it. Right. Free, which is my favorite price, by the way. I love that price. All right, good. Yeah, All and, right. And free doesn't mean free doesn't mean it has no value, by the way. Right. No. Remember exactly. that people have to understand free doesn't mean it has no value. Free means yeah. it has more value because you're offering it to them. Right. For no charge. That's exactly what I tell them about my coaching. You know, so you better show yeah, up, of I tell course. Them. <laughs> No, I, exactly. I think it's one of the most people people don't understand. No, 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 no. You're not you're not paying for it up front. You're not paying for the service because it's right. already paid for. It's already right. paid for. Yeah, like that new VAC 2.0. That is a customized service that uh, Mark and Gordon put together, which is incredible. I was in a couple of meetings. I'm like, wow, that thing is awesome. And you know, and, and we're using it as a as a company as well too. So. All right, so it, it, you it's not, it's not, we're, we're not only stuck at 2.0, right? Yeah. We're not. It's going to no. evolve. Oh, yeah. It's going to evolve. It'll be 10.0 one day, maybe. 10.0 yeah. one day. Exactly. Yeah, well, well unless, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It could be. Like, like the iPhone, right? It'll go 10, 12. Right. Yeah. yeah. It'll skip a couple of numbers. I don't know why the iPhone does that, but it did. It did skip a couple. I, I, I think <laughs> our competition still has the flip phone, and, we got the v, and we're sitting here with 2.0. They're still right. with the, their flip we're with the, we're already yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, I still I still uh, talk to agents that are were you know they were talking about recruiting over that are still using an accordion file. I'm like, okay, dude, oh. okay, dude. time to get out of the yeah. 70s and 80s. All right, get, get so, rid of the Rolex. Um, get rid of the Rolodex. Yeah, right. Get rid of the Rolodex and get a Rolex. I said that to my I said that to my son the other day. I said I used to use a Rolodex. He goes, what is that? I go, God, it's not an abacus. You would think you know people go abacus. What's that? I go, well, that's kind of before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I still, I believe it or not, I still have a three by five uh, file. You I do? still have All some right, names so. on a on a three by five. Just, but I, you know, I've, I've, it's just in my cabinet, so I know yeah. it's there. If I ever got to go back and say oh, I lost that person, well, you also have a lot of candy in that ago. cabinet. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, yep. 
All right. All right. So there we go. So there's um, some company tools and all that good stuff too. Now you have agents that are successful that are door knockers and open house people. And so what, mm -hmm. and I know your offices had, you know, incredible closings even with the restrictions. So what are they doing to do it a little differently with the pandemic going on? I got to go back to the VAC. I got to go yeah. back to the VAC and, and just the, the process. It's, if you just look at VAC and then you, you can go from there because VAC has that one tool in here that agents forget about all the time. And it's contacting people. You know, I'm not sure who came up with it years ago, the Ford method. Remember that F-O-R-D? You know, yeah. you call someone, you talk about family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. You know, and right. I, I've promoted that since day one. And I, I tell agents, you know, if you call up and ask for business right off the bat, they're, they're busy. But if you just start talking about family, how's work, you know, what are they doing this weekend? Are you still going on that vacation you planned in the future when this pandemic ends? You know, it's much easier to get the conversation going. And so I'm telling right now, it's all about context. It's all about communicating with people. It's about reaching out. It's about calling during the, keeping in touch during the transaction, constantly reaching out and touching, you know, people that you know. And, you, and I tell them, even though we're looking at this pandemic where the markets, and, and even though next year the, they're projecting it's going to even be better, believe it or not, they're projecting that we're going to see price increases. Because right. in, where I'm at in Southern California, we got about a two to three million home. And I, hear, hear what I just said. Two to three million homes we are short today. We need that right. many to meet the demands and needs. So when I look at my marketplace from 30,000 feet, I look up from 30,000, and there's 500,000 homes in that area, in the market that we can work right now, in our direct area, 500,000 homes. There is 970 for sale. That's it. Mm. So that yeah. tells me the opportunities are going to explode in the near future. And yeah. as soon as the pandemic comes about, interest rates are going to stay low. We're still going to see an opportunity in the real estate industry next year for agents to make a lot of money and have a lot of success. And, and I'm focusing on them keeping in touch and building that database larger and larger and larger to where they should have a minimum a minimum of 1,000 to 1,500 contacts in their database, no less. You have less than that? Yep. I, I don't think you have success. You're not trying. Yeah, I agree. You won't have, especially, you won't with have the, uh, especially with the, um, the 2.0 with the newsletters and the neighborhood and the market reports. And, all right, Bill, we've got three minutes left. So in three minutes, one minute each or less, let's say, if you right. were getting back into real estate today, what would be the top three things you'd focus on? Oh, I mean, top selling part. Ready? Database? Yeah. Database, database. I'm sorry, top three okay. things. That's it. There, there, it. Because everything starts there with your contacts. So contacts, your database contacts, right. your database contacts, your database contacts. Here's what I tell agents. Take listings, present offers. Take listings, present offers. Have somebody else take care of your paperwork in the back. Yeah. Take listings, present offers. That's what you want to focus on, taking listings and presenting offers. That's it. You can spend 100% of your time trying to, find, trying to find a listing, no matter what. Focus 100% of your time prospecting for listings, I promise you at the end of the week, you'll still have buyers. There's no doubt about it. You'll yep. always have buyers as long as you're prospecting for listings. Yeah, they come to you if you have listings. It's a, yeah. To me, it's the, it, it's the, it's the most efficient use of your time, prospecting for listings. But if you're employed. And, yeah. Without a listing, it says it right on the listing agreement, hereby employ. So I, when yeah. you don't have a listing, you're unemployed. Right. Now, I love when it. do you do your best? When you're up looking for a job, right? You're at your best when you're applying for a job. You're in there. You're, you're trying to impress the other person. So guess what? This is the only job that every day, let's put it this way, only career every day you're out looking for a job. Every day right. you're out looking for a new job. So you should always yep. be on your best.
And you can stay motivated that way. If I'm looking for a job, it's because I'm motivated to find a job. Yep. So your, your highest level of motivation is when you're looking for work. So stay motivated, stay positive, stay focused, and you'll walk away with a listing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, listen, uh, here's what I'd like to say. Bill, thank you very much for taking your time out today. I really appreciate it. It's been completely helpful. Okay? Well, Everybody welcome. keep it rocking out there, and uh, we will pick this up. And look at this is the last call of the year on a Monday, so we're skipping two Mondays and then start back mm-hmm. up the 4th in, in January. So, Because um, I just do that because the t- attendance goes down to just about zero. So I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> so anyway, you, everybody have a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas. Bill, thank you very much yep. for taking your time out today. really appreciate it. Okay, everybody Happy keep it rocking. Yes, thank you. Bye. Appreciate it, buddy. Okay, bye. bye.